0: One of us always lies and the other always tells the truth. Is this a good movie? Oh, interesting. See what I did there, guys? We're talking Labyrinth on today's. We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and wish your younger brother had never been born! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fun. My guest is giggling a mile a minute, so I'm not gonna waste any time introducing him. He's, he's a friend of mine. We uh, completed Improv 201 together, and if you're in the Philadelphia area, you can see him every so often in the indie improv team Kilimanjaro. And it's my friend, new dad, yes. Adam slager. 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 Long A. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
1: how you doing, Russ? I'm doing good. Do you get that all the time, that people I do Slager? I do. And uh, Slager, they used to call me Goldschlager uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, and uh, I never had Goldschlager, because I didn't drink to a late age. Uh, when, when did you have your first drink? This is a great question. Um, so I actually, I remember my, my German grandmother uh, did give me... Like a little sip of cinnamon goldschlager, um, but if you're talking about like legit drinking, it was a uh, sophomore year of college. I went mm. to Villanova, and I was a good kid. Like I think I would have been a bad kid if like there were people there who wanted to be bad with me. But like, but it's Villanova, so everybody's like, let's play <laughs> lacrosse or whatever. So the first year I commuted there, and then second year, like I lived with a cool uh, on a cool like a dorm floor, mm-hmm. and uh, I just got shitfaced like constantly. Um, and I was trying to diet at the time too. So I wouldn't have a lot of food in my stomach. Oh. And, uh, so I remember specifically one time I had put on uh, Ghostbusters 2 and my friend Stephanie was in the room and I hadn't eaten anything all day and I was allowed to have 1600 calories a day. So I filled up, this is, this is a true story. I filled up a measuring cup with 16 ounces of vodka. I chugged it. And I did it with a Diet Coke chaser. And uh, that night I peed on my computer. That's,
0: that's, you, peed, you peed on your I, computer. I urinated
1: on my computer.
0: Uh, was that done like on purpose or you were so sloshed that you were like, that's basically a urinal? I
1: have no memory of it. So either I was being like vindictive towards my computer in some odd way or like I really thought it was a urinal. Um, I, I have. Uh, did you vomit that night? I Do you know? I don't think I did. Wow. Yeah, I Superstar. Don't think I did. Yeah, because there was no food in there, so it just ran right through. Oh, you're right. It just ran right through. Your body's like, we need this. <laughs> this <laughs> anything. Is, this is many a moon ago. I'm now boring, and I'm on too many antidepressants to effectively drink anything without oh, man. Without <laughs> liver damage.
0: Oh, yeah. But on the bright side, hey. Womp womp. I mean, <laughs> but you know what? It's better to, you know, not be... Uh really sad.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'll take uh I'll take happiness and uh joy. Which is ironic because alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. Sugar is uh is not. And I think that is my uh that's my new point. That's problem. your vice.
0: Yeah. Now you won't eat anything all day and then you'll uh get a measuring cup, fill it with sixteen <laughs> ounces of powdered sugar. Syrup. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, pancakes carb free. <laughs> I um I, I don't do it as much anymore, but um, it used to, when I first started getting uh, drunk in college, uh, it was also my first time with a smartphone, like I didn't have one in high school. And uh, I, w- I would wake up the next morning and I would have like three really, like two minute long selfie videos. And it's not me doing anything embarrassing, like I'm not like making out with a couch or something. <laughs>
1: Literally, it would be. Hi, this is Ross Weisman with my new podcast, Making Out with Couches. <laughs> it would
0: it would be me um, just talking about like gender identity, social politics. Like I'd just be like, "Look, guy, <laughs> I I don't think I have one on my phone anymore." But I was like, "Look, guys, like it's okay." To be whatever you are, you know. Like if you get a asexual, it's fine. And if you if you identify as something else, that's you. And I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like spinning. I it, um, it looks like a really lazy drug trip in a movie. Just like the background is changing. It's it's like in Requiem for a Dream, like with the uh, the camera attached. Yeah. To you know what? Speaking of Requiem for a Dream, Jennifer Con- Connolly. Yeah. Look who at the stars segue in Labyrinth.
1: Labyrinth.
0: So, um, tell me about this movie and kind of what it means to you, because you, you were very enthusiastic that this was the one for Yeah, you.
1: so this was, uh, this came out, I think, 1986, right? Yes. So, 1986, I would have been, I'm going to age myself here, I would have been eight years old. In 1986. In 1986. I was negative ten years old. You were negative ten years old. Oh, wait, no. Negative, negative... Yeah, negative ten. Yeah, so so you were born the year I graduated from high school. So I'll, yes. we'll put it like that.
0: So so when you were drinking measuring cups of vodka, I was.
1: You were my pants. two. You were two. No, you were one. Yeah, you were shooting your pants. Um. <laughs> so yeah. What? So back back then, I I always was attracted to kind of like super. Bizarre films, so like even even something like uh, Star Wars, it was awesome, but it was just too mainstream, mm-hmm. like for me. And I also like I always always like supernatural stuff in some way, and I know this isn't supernatural; this is more bordering on fantasy. But like, I mean, it, it's a, it's
0: got some supernatural stuff in there, especially the beginning when it's like, okay, what world are, are we in?
1: Yes, yeah. So, um, which is funny because I was uh, the, the opening scene of Labyrinth. Uh, when Jennifer Connelly is, you just watched this. I did. uh, I
0: watched it right before coming here.
1: So I watched it through an adult's eyes now. And uh, I actually, like, did it as a study. Like, I took notes. Mm-hmm. I have this notebook here that's filled with, like, insane scribbling of a yeah, man Yeah,
0: it looks like the opening to Seven. Just, like, a bunch <laughs> of just pictures and stuff.
1: stuff I, have, I have stuff, like, squared off in a, in a, uh, a, different, uh, a different pen color. Um, but so I, I kind of watched it now through the eyes of an adult. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of the stuff that I loved from when I was a kid with the movie. Um, like, the aspect of inclusion and friendship and forgiveness, and uh, and um, David Bowie, uh, who I thought just kicked ass at that oh, age, yeah. and I still think kicks ass.
0: Well, he sh- he showed up, and I, I obviously knew he was gonna star in this movie because he's in the center of the poster, but when he just shows up yes. uh, in
1: Sarah's room, I went, ah! Yeah, like I audibly, there were a few times I audibly cheered like when <laughs> watching this with my wife, uh, who also loves the movie. Yeah, you kidnapped that kid. <laughs> yeah, go for it! Toby. Toby. So, interesting fact. Um, I was reading IMDb kind of prepping up before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kid was initially uh, supposed to be named Freddy. And uh, the kid wouldn't respond to anything but his own name.
0: Right. So they had to go with Toby. Yeah, guys, fun fact, babies are terrible actors. Ba-
1: yeah, babies Babies don't understand stuff.
0: Well, I. Well, the, the, the one scene right before the big dance number when Toby's just crying in the middle with all those goblins, those kind of movie scenes always make me laugh and then feel bad because like they had to just make that child miserable. Yeah. Like they saved that shot I read uh, for the, like, the last scene of the day when he's been working and he's so tired and wants to go home. So they're like, we're gonna, just gonna flop a bunch of puppets around you. I,
1: I remember I heard this rumor. There was a uh, old, old time movie star, Shirley Temple. Yes, And uh, they used to tell her that her dog died to get her to cry in films. And, like, you think at some point you would just catch on to it, that my dog's not dead. Yeah. Why but does the director keep telling me <laughs> that my dog, dog died? Um, yeah, so so I, I think there's a lot of stuff, even watching it with the dull eyes, that I uh, that I love about the movie. Plus, it's nostalgia for me.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I, I didn't get nostalgia necessarily, because this was the first time that I've seen it. Yes. But, I mean, obviously, I'm very familiar with Jim Henson's body of work, and... Even though this was, uh, it was not written by him. It was written, um, who was it written by? It was, was it, t- was it Terry Jones? Yes, it was. Okay. It was written by Terry, jo- even though it went through a lot of revisions, like this was his movie, um, George Lucas produced it, but it still kind of has like the very kind of light hearted, Muppety tones, which I, I was not expecting. Cause yeah. I, I also have not seen Dark Crystal, but I, that movie just looks scary. It does.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is interesting. For as much as I love Labyrinth, I've never seen Dark Crystal either. Hmm. Yeah, which, which is, w- is bizarre. Like, why the I?
0: I started reading the description and my eyes glazed. I was like, "This is so many words." Because it was <laughs> like, like Ginny, an elf-like creature, escapes from, an... I just see. I think the reason
1: I didn't watch it was she. The way that she looked always freaked me out.
0: Yeah, yeah, because um, <clears throat> she kind of looked like uh, Francine from Arthur. From, or Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The drummer. Yes. But not in a but like hairless and, and not in a positive way. No. Yeah, all and, the and... all the terrible qualities of <laughs> Francine. You just
1: you just kinda strip bleach out all the good qualities and you're left with a. Uh... Um So yeah, I think I think the a couple things from a, a Muppet side or a puppeteering side drew mm-hmm. me to this. Uh, first of all, the design of the puppets is exquisite. Yeah, a- and it's something that like you're watching movies. I just saw, I got um, asked to see the movie Transformers this past weekend, and listen, I knew it wasn't going to be good, but I went to see it uh, regardless. But everything looks fake, like ev- all all the the CGI effects. Um, some were really good, but then you know you can tell stuff is like moving a little bit too fast or mm-hmm. it's too clean. And it's just refreshing to see like practical effects. Yeah,
0: but this movie also is terrible with screen screen. It is horrendous. That scene, that scene where it's the pink. Monsters dancing?
1: The, the headless uh, monster guys. I actually yeah. have it written down. <laughs> well, I wrote the one line, Hey, lady, that's his head. That's my head. It's <laughs> against the rules to throw someone's against... head. Well, so what, what struck me, and I know we're bouncing around, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. What struck me with that scene was, so she stumbles upon these these insane creatures in a forest. And apparently, it doesn't seem like they get too many visitors. But they have a song and dance routine prepared. I mean, you have all that alone time. <laughs> so so I just pictured like, a lot of what I did when watching the movie this time was I just pictured, like, what life was like for these people outside of having uh, Sarah visit them. Yeah. And, like, I just imagine these guys, like, choreographing this insane routine uh, with head throwing and dancing
0: around. Well, it was weird because it got menacing at the end. They're like, we well, want to keep... Take your head. But then, at the very end, they're part of the dance party in her they bedroom. They are part of the dance party. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah spoiler, guys. Yeah. This movie uh, that came out 20... 30? Oh, 30, 30 years.
1: 31 years ago. Yeah. It ends uh, incredibly happy with a dance party uh, in the bedroom. Which which is actually one of the reasons why I think I love this movie so much. I hate it when... And I think you had mentioned in a previous podcast. When uh, characters just they have to have one character die mm-hmm. in a movie or they have to add some kind of uh, some kind of sobering aspect to it like all Pixar movies yeah uh, this doesn't have that this like even at the end David Bowie's still around somewhere flying in his white owl form
0: yeah he's um, just like you beat me <laughs> then,
1: you have bested me
0: you know what you have finished the 13th hour <laughs> I'm not even trying to do the voice
1: I'm just like eh? yeah uh um, yeah I think the other thing I liked randomly about this was uh, when I was a kid, David Bowie just looked cool. I mean, he had this, back then he had this feathered out '80s hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wore he inexplicably wore tights the entire movie. Uh, like and, you could you could almost pretty clearly see some stuff. Yeah, it was it was disturbing. Um, and there was one scene where, and it, it had to have been filmed this way because there's there's no way. Just based on where the camera is, where Hoggle was groveling at his feet and the angles were just a little, yes, a little much. Yeah, oh, Hoggle, 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 my favorite character by far. So, you just
0: mentioned like what these characters do when Sarah's not around. What in God's name does Hoggle do?
1: So, I I had that thought. I think Hoggle might be a maintenance person or a janitor of some kind.
0: We well, you know he does look like the one janitor character from one of the the iterations of the Muppet show. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was just like a, a character that just kinda walked around and was with a mop.
1: Yeah. Um so in the beginning he's uh spraying these these vicious fairies. Again nothing is uh oh, yeah. nothing's what they it seems to this universe. So these these uh, beautiful uh, fairy creatures are actually biting people, um, and he's just randomly spraying them with something that you would think it looks like it kill So I thought it was a nail gun.
0: To oh. be honest, <laughs> I thought he was just like. He's dead <laughs> I can't think of what he sounds like They all kind of sounded the same They all kind of
1: did They all had that uh, Hello yeah. Voice But I mean
0: that's the Muppets You're just like They look different That's, that's fine That's fine
1: And even some of them Didn't look that different
0: either. No. I mean that's the Simpsons Like Hank Azaria's like I'm gonna do this voice again <laughs> Everybody's like great <laughs>
1: um, So my first question was like he's, he's just going around Like killing fairies But then apparently He's not killing them Because she picked it up And it still is like Vicious and biting her So I think he's just Temporarily spraying them Out of the air He's
0: just being an ass. He's just
1: being an ass. <laughs> um, but Scudgeon. what a wonderful curmudgeon he is. Yeah. So so here's a question I've been meaning to ask you about, okay. about, about the movie uh, for the past 15 minutes. <laughs> um, is this a dream? Or is this real? Because if it's real, and I think that it has to be real, given the ending of the movie, and, mm-hmm. and given the fact that... Um, you know, she ends up in, in back in her house without waking up in bed or anything else. How the hell does she not recognize her own dog? Like That's true. That's her dog from the beginning of the movie. Well, I mean, it's very Wizard of Ozzy. It You caught it exactly. And actually, that's one of the first books, if, you the, if you're looking it, at a room. They do a pan
0: of the room, yeah. and you see the Wizard of Oz. And then I think you see Snow White, I, I remember. Was that the other... Uh, there was like another one that was peeking out that i was like oh that's a snow white but yeah and i th- i think it has to be real yeah but it wanted to be it could very re- well be a dream just because uh in the movie sarah never really shows any signs of like wear and tear in her clothes like she's not dirty she's not disheveled that is true and i mean you see all of the things in the movie at the very beginning, in her bedroom, yes, like the last sequence with the stairs and David Bowie singing about, like, get him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Your
1: eyes can be
0: so cruel. Yeah. Just Weird as sounds. I can be so cruel. I mean, a great soundtrack. But Amazing. I was like, whoa. Yeah. They said hell in a kids' movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the, that whole sequence, there, the M.C. Escher drawing right next to her bed.
1: Yes, is that, that sequence? Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, like when I was, how cool is that? When Bowie is like doing his uh, weird foot uh, flips, going up the stairs. Very cool. Yeah, like when I was a kid, I just marveled at that. I was like, "That is." Did fucking- you
0: Did you go try to go up the stairs and be like, "I'm gonna do it"?
1: I, you know what? I I I think this was another one of my memories that I had repressed, but, but I think I did.
0: Ooh. I actually think I remember that. Welcome to a very speci- special special well, part of the podcast: <laughs> <laughs> repressed memories with so Ross and Adam. No tissues allowed. <laughs> I want your shirt to be soaked with salt
1: <laughs> water. wringing out the tears. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I, I, want, I desperately want this to be real for some reason when I'm watching it. Uh, just because I want those characters to exist. I want Hoggle to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, a- actually, before this uh, podcast earlier in the day, I bought myself a Hoggle T-shirt Uh, Like true thing, it just it just says Hoggle on it. That's it. But I bought my uh, wife a T-shirt of the worm that just says "Hello." (laughs) Oh,
0: I loved that worm, the yellow worm. I can't remember where I've seen that
1: worm before. It's it's actually it's popular. So like, Labyrinth, I think wasn't a successful movie when it first came out. It wasn't. It was a cult. Yeah, but like it just grew in popularity, and that was one of the characters that everybody like latched onto. He's It's like, oh, oh if she would have gone that way, she would have gone straight to the straight castle. To the ba- straight to the castle, exactly. Come on, meet
0: the missus. Which is great because, I mean, that's the whole point of the movie, that she would have been screwed if she went directly to the castle. Yeah, which
1: I never thought about before, like today when I was kind of you know, going over research on the internet and everything. Like, that worm was probably trying to help her in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, she, there's no way she would have survived the uh, goblin town by herself.
0: I mean, you gotta have your Hoggle. You gotta have your Ludo. I, let's talk a little bit of just about Ludo. Yeah. Ludo. Right when I saw him upside down, I, I thought, "Oh boy, this is gonna be a great character. He's just gonna be so nice." Yeah.
1: And did he disappoint, or did he? No. Li- exactly. Oh, he lived up to he lived it. Lived up to everything.
0: I immediately saw him, and I said, "Oh, poor Ludo, being hung upside down."
1: With the uh the, the weird uh dinosaur things on sticks. I,
0: I loved those. Which
1: haunt my dreams to this day.
0: I can imagine I I mean I guess luckily since this is my first time viewing it as a, a young adult, I can just be like, Oh,
1: that's just cool. Wait till you go to sleep tonight.
0: Oh no. <laughs> it's okay, I'll have Hoggle. You'll
1: have Hoggle. <laughs> um so yeah so i I love Ludo. I love the fact that uh again, friendship he like he wants friends, that's all he wants that's all and and that's what of, all of them want everybody just wants friendship and one interesting thing I was reading before i uh I came here is how it becomes quickly evident um that uh uh Bowie Jareth, right is yeah
0: I for a while in the movie, I thought his name was just Jared Jared <laughs> That's was
1: like really Jim Henson. <laughs> 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 hi this is the goblin king tom <laughs> hi um Here uh, so yeah so I, I i uh it becomes quickly evident that he is trying to just every single character in the film isolate in some way uh except for the goblins you know everybody everyone else in that maze is in some way just like this lonely isolated person mm-hmm. um well, I mean, except for the worm, because he has to... The missus. <laughs> yeah, the worm has to, but you never see the missus. That's Maybe it. he's just a deranged, uh, deranged worm wearing... The missus is
0: a- just, like, a broom that he props <laughs> up with, like, a piece <laughs> of string as <his> hair. <laughs> we
1: could do a whole separate, like, side movie on that.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's, this movie's better call Saul. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so I, I, I uh, I, uh, I think there is this whole... I think, I think that's one of the reasons why, to this day, like, this movie kind of rings true with people. Because it's it's not this it's not a, it's not a light kids movie mm-hmm. it's not a movie where you know you're just watching stuff and oh here's an adventure everyone's going on I mean there's there's some weird serious stuff going on here and uh, it's all about like people just accepting each other and friendship and and uh, and kind of uh, banding together which is stuff I like I yeah mean, maybe like'm I'm, I'm a, a weirdo who craves uh Friendship, friendship, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it, the ending just makes me so happy. It did.
0: I mean, it, it could have very easily come off as cheesy, like because when she first was crying, being like, "But I'm gonna need you, I'm gonna need you in my life and then sometimes," says, you do. And I was like, eh, "That's weird." But then when, when she turns around and they're all in the room with her. I, it, the confetti goes flying. Yeah, and the dancing it, sold. Starts. it was sold for me. I was like, "This is perfect." It's this all, is I what think. It I actually
1: started. I was on my sofa last night watching this, and I actually just <laughs> started dancing around, um, like kicking my feet in the air. Which, if you if you actually see me, is a, is a pretty funny uh, sight. But uh, I think I woke my dog up. Actually, thinking back to it.
0: Oh, you mean Ambrosia?
1: Not <laughs> Ambrosia. Which be funny if I go back to my house and, uh, and everything is just named after uh, labyrinth, and my wife is just a pile of hair with a uh, with, with a string on <laughs> with it. With a string
0: on it. Uh, I mean, it, but in terms of all the characters, I think Sarah was my least favorite.
1: Yeah. Sa- well, Sarah. Sarah's a puzzling, right?
0: She okay. The way that she talks, specifically in the beginning of the movie before she enters the labyrinth, is. Mind-boggling, and I did not understand what she was doing.
1: Yeah, so let's start out with the bizarre part. So she's in a park somewhere, practicing for a play that apparently she's going to be in.
0: Yeah, Com- I get you sure.
1: Sure, right? But completely dressed up.
0: Yeah, and she has a, a flower crown that looks like like looks like the Snapchat filter.
1: <laughs> and so, like, what fifteen-year-old girl is in a park by themselves? With their pet dog.
0: I mean, I did musical theater in <laughs> high school, and I totally get it.
1: I, uh, well, listen, I, I, don't get me wrong. I would like to have done all that. Like, I would like to be dressed up like medieval times with, uh, with my dog in a park. But sure. um, I think I was just as repressed as a youth. I,
0: but it, it, it was weird, because I thought, oh, this, I thought this movie was set, like, in semi-modern times, but I guess this is, like, the Middle Ages, and I guess that's just a fun fake r- reveal When they cut away and
1: she's in jeans.
0: Yeah. But she, I I didn't really write down a lot of her... Oh, okay. Yeah, I wrote down the one line where she says uh, she's talking to Toby after her parents leave. Yes. And she goes, I I wrote down the oh, I thing. hate you. Someone take me away from this awful place. Yep. And I was just like, who are you talking to? And why are you so Shakespearean?
1: It's a damn baby. I mean, that's all it is. And... and not only that, but the baby seemed like it was fairly well behaved. It just started crying a little bit, and uh, apparently this was like the bane of her existence. Well, the way that it, it was, it
0: seemed that her ma, her mom, and stepdad—I think
1: her, no, her stepmom and dad. Okay, yeah,
0: they seem to go out a lot, and they keep leaving her with him.
1: Yes, and I think she had she 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 had some uh, jealousy. But this was like the the cool young kid.
0: Yeah, and also she was like, "Well, you don't know if I had plans." And her her mom was
1: like, "You would tell us if you had plans." Yeah, <laughs> like so, sick burn, mom. Apparently, her plans are just going to a park and, and dressing up with a flower crown somewhere yeah.
0: and talking to the dead air.
1: Um, but she 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 has these. First of all, she speaks with a certain like. I, I was wondering if sometimes she almost breaks into a British accent. She uh, did, yeah, like at bizarre times. Um, and, but she, she's she's very affected in her speech, and um, she speaks with, like, these crazy lines. Somebody save me. Uh, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she's reading this dramatic play mm-hmm. where they talk like that. But then she continue, continue, yeah, continues it through the movie, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it dies down a little bit when she's in the deeper throes of the labyrinth, when there's more danger around her, and she's just going, Hoggle! Because Hoggle keeps running away and then coming (laughs) Coming back. back.
1: And he's always... And, and like, after the fifth time, like, you know he's up to something again. He's like, Uh, I I should have never given her that piece. (laughs) But he just changes... Like, he changes his mind literally five seconds after he gives it to her. (laughs) And, like... Yeah, yeah, like you know something's gonna happen
0: anyway. Oh, 100%, like, and what ends up happening is she takes a bite of the peach and then she ends up in an eyes wide shut party. Dude, how cool is that? It was cool, but I was confused. Well, the one really cool shot where there's just like that 3D animated chair that like comes towards the screen. Yes, But it it actually looked good.
1: Yeah, Uh, that that scene is, um, they actually apparently have in Los Angeles every year, a party that reenacts that scene. It's a elaborate themed party, and everybody comes That's dressed awesome. up like that. Um, which again, is very eyes wide shutty. Yeah. But it's pretty damn cool. I, would,
0: I mean, I, would, I just got very confused, because, it, uh, cause, uh, what's his name? Bowie? Yeah, what's Bowie's character's name?
1: Uh, Jareth. Jareth, yeah. I was
0: like, okay, it's a it's a normal white guy name, <laughs> but then you change it a little bit. Jareth, because he says at the end, oh, she was supposed to lose her memory. And when she woke up, she seemed a little bit like tired. Yeah, but...
1: it was just like having like waking up from a sleep dream.
0: Yeah, but then she went into that weird recreation of her room and then came out a second later, and she was like,
1: "I can show you other parts <laughs> of the trash heap now." I uh, yeah, but for some reason that that scene always uh, it, it it was as a kid watching that as an eight year old kid watching that like that's some trippy stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's scary, too. I mean, everybody's wearing masks and, uh, and laughing, and, and uh, Jareth is looking awesome, as he always does. He's
0: like, I'm going to sing to you. <laughs>
1: well, th- that's the other thing with the movie, is, is it's not just a movie, for those people who haven't watched it. it. It's a musical. I mean, there are... But I don't... What do you call it a musical, Ross?
0: Um, I-, I think if there were maybe... If anybody but Bowie sang... I would totally call it a musical, but because it's just David Bowie singing in his castle, I think it's just more of a just wacky character trait if anything else. So,
1: okay. So, uh, like if Sarah yeah. was like
0: I've got to get out of this labyrinth, then <laughs> totally. We should
1: we should make we should make the uh, complete musical version of Labyrinth.
0: Yeah, we're coming for you, Vlyn Manuel. <laughs>
1: Did you say Lynn Manuel?
0: Yeah. Lynn <laughs> Manuel. Yeah, enjoy your Hollywood walk star <laughs> I, uh, I messed up a bunch of words guys
1: <laughs> that's okay um, so uh, yeah Bowie's character interests me throughout the whole thing um, because I have no idea what he is mm-hmm. at the end of the day So or what his motivation is so he's he's a goblin king if you think about this and apparently he's ruling over all these other goblins the thought would be, because Toby was going to turn into a goblin, that all these goblins were once babies uh, that he stole, right? Which is this... Yeah, that's weird. It's this incredibly dark undertone.
0: Yeah, but it, and it also adds the context of why they're so kind of loyal and drawn to him and listen to everything he says. Because, I mean, he is their father, essentially. Sure.
1: The interesting thing to me, though, is that apparently, based on the way he treats these goblins, he seems them, seems them as, as kind of like disposable um you know he's he doesn't they're they're all goofy and falling off shit and and rocks are you know it seems like this is like a normal occurrence where he kicks them or or yeah and and yet like he's just so obsessed about getting another one Mm -hmm. like he just needs one more one more fix guys that's it just one more time
0: well i love i loved like looking in the background at all the goblins because they do the very classic kind of uh jim henson shop Puppetry where they're just kind of like rocking back and forth and like spilling <laughs> ale and stuff. It makes me so happy though. Oh yeah. Well, the best the I can't think of the name of it, but the the big sequence at the uh, towards the beginning of the movie where it's like you remind me of the man. You
1: you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Voodoo. You do. I do what? You remind do me do of the babe. Do I do do saw do do my do do baby. Do do.
0: Yeah, but that sequence. Um, like it it's just that classic thing that I remember from years of watching just the classic Muppet Show is just how humans human guests just have so much fun just hanging out and dancing with just a bunch of with Muppets. Muppets. yeah. Like that that was my dream as a kid and it still remains to be my dream to To this dance day. with Muppets? Yeah, that I to sing a, a song with the Muppets and we're all just dancing around and it's that thing where like uh they're controlled like one rod controls both hands, so they're just kind of like swaying from it. side to side. I love it.
1: Did Didymus have a rod at one point? Um, I thought I saw at one point that one of his hands was being controlled by the, by the, the rod. They, they, and which they never explain. Like they just,
0: that is weird. Because I know for um, the, the Muppet movies, they um, edit those out.
1: Oh, okay. With the newer ones. I don't know. I, th- I thought maybe I caught it in on one. Maybe it was just like a mistake. Maybe. Um, but one thing I want to be sure that we, we talk about before we, uh, uh, you know, they're, 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 we forget about this is the bog of eternal stench.
0: Ooh, you know what? Let's talk about that right after this. Uh just kidding. We're back uh to KidFlix. that was me trying to do, I don't know, one of them. Again, they all what, sound very similar. Was that a goblin or a uh... Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, so we're talking Labyrinth.
1: Uh yeah, so uh so Before the break, I we, think I think we ended it with the teased. bottom of eternal uh, stench. Which as as a kid was so fascinating to me. Uh because it's like the ultimate poopy humor oh yeah it's it's amazing uh, and for anybody who hasn't seen the movie uh the bog of eternal stench is uh according to Jareth uh, I think and the rest of the the characters yeah it's it's, it's uh, this disgusting lake uh that literally looks like it's just a lake of shit um where if you touch it with any part of your body, you smell for eternity <laughs> you just smell horrendous
0: yeah and and it's like constantly. Uh, Like farting and stuff They do a weird close-up Of basically the body (laughs) of Waters' butt It's
1: it's the truth It it, it, it looks like uh, uh, Something out of a um, Out of a a textbook For doctors uh, What's a doctor's name who studies the anus?
0: Uh, Assologist The assologist,
1: the ass ass man Um, But it it looks like Just this disgusting Butthole Pooping uh, yeah and and it's but it's fascinating and as a kid uh, watching this to me, like I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world because you know there's this crazy messy bog. but the one thing that always got me as a kid because you know when you're when you're a kid and watching movies, uh, you really try to logic stuff out a yeah,
0: lot. yeah and, and, and I, I think I know what you're about to yeah say. so it,
1: it's, it's two aspects one. When Ludo calls the rocks, the to, to have them go up so they, they can basically walk on the rocks across the uh, the mm-hmm. bog. The rocks are like drenched in the stench. Yes, and they're just walking over it. And like Sarah has sneakers, okay, so correct.
0: she's she's safe. But yeah, Ludo barefoot, barefoot, uh, uh, uh Ambrosia barefoot, yeah, barefoot, and like well, the um, what's his face? Hoggle uh didymus is fine because he's writing
1: well didymus is fine but if, if if so let's look at the facts here for a second
0: yeah didymus
1: has no sense of smell right that's why he one of the reasons he thinks he does but that's he has no sense of smell at all it's like may we have your permission to cross um <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yes uh no sense of smell. And he lives in this. Because you know he's dipped his foot in here at some point in time. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. So, but they don't address it the rest of the movie. I mean, Didymus has to smell like fecal matter. I don't think there's any way about, around it.
0: You know it's another theory, though? Maybe it doesn't keep you smelly forever.
1: Maybe that's just. Maybe it's just a fear tactic. A fear tactic.
0: Because it's, you know what? I'm calling it, it's Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> So it, you're telling me this is fake news, baby.
1: <laughs> was that the Trump?
0: No, that was David Bowie stuff. Oh
1: that was Bowie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so I don't know, but that that fascinated me as a kid. but uh, the logic and stuff and in in movies, it just changes when you're a kid from to when you're an adult and even watching and trying to figure out how stuff was made. Uh, there was one scene at the beginning of the movie where Sarah is running down the straight corridor of the maze. This is the corridor when she first yes. meets the, uh, the, the the little worm the category, guy. Yeah. Hello. Uh, and all I could think about as a kid was where they cut it off with basically a backdrop. And like where that switch happened, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I used to just watch it. So maybe I uh, maybe that's not a kind of problem, but I used to just watch that scene constantly as a kid, and just like stare in awe at like, you know, did they build this entire long corridor? Yeah.
0: And then as a kid at school, you would just like run down one hallway and be <laughs> like, where does it end?
1: just just had backdrops all over the place and was trying to slam myself in <laughs> It's into like them. it
0: never ends. It's like Adam no you just ran out of door. <laughs> just, just, yeah hey hey you're
1: in Ginardi's now. The <laughs> local supermarket. Ah
0: uh, throwback. It's bankrupt. That's it's, right. It's gone now it's right? now
1: owned by shop? Weiss. Right? It's Weiss.
0: The one by me turned from a Gennardi's into a Weiss.
1: Yeah I, I used to as a quick aside I used to work as a cashier there. Ooh. Yeah. I still know the, the PLU code for bananas. What is it? 4011. Shh. Oh shh. <laughs>
0: don't tell the minions grocery secrets
1: <laughs> with Ross and Adam
0: a lot of potential spin-offs this episode there are yeah
1: um so but I think that that segues to something else I, that uh, I wanted to talk to you about I, I told you uh during the break um which is the set design of the movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: which say what you will about the movie I mean you can say that the the acting is fine the plot might be a little bit convoluted um maybe, and we'll get to that in a bit yeah uh but the set is gorgeously designed. Yes. Yeah, and and uh, I mean I don't know what your impressions were. I'm actually interested. Um, while I was, while I was watching the movie, because I recommended it to you, and there's an, there's an age difference between you and I. Uh, you are obviously if you
0: didn't do the calculations in the first segment
1: earlier. Um, yeah, you're 18 years younger than me. Um, so what were your thoughts? Like how well did the movie age?
0: I I think. It aged remarkably well. I think the only part, as I said before, was the the green screening. Because, really? I mean, the eight, the 80s, or uh, yeah, the 80s. mid-80s, it was still kind of a new practice in the whole thing. I, I think in general, doing uh, uh, bo- puppets and making them full body with a green screen set just has mixed results. Cause, yeah. Because, like, I assume they did the thing where it's, like, the, they have, like, a glove and it's half green. And it just, it, it looks kind of off
1: because, like, the feet are marching weird. But, and the fur. Because they, they couldn't. Yeah. The green screen couldn't pick up, like, the individual strands of fur on these Muppets. Yeah, and it did not it was, work. It did not work.
0: Oh, wait. Uh, do, you, do you consider all these characters Muppets?
1: It's a great question, right? So they're, they were designed by the Henson uh, Creature Shop.
0: And, the, and a lot of them do kind of have the same kind of softness and character eye
1: qualities and stuff of the regular Muppet gang. But I guess the, the ultimate question is to be a Muppet, I think you have to be, there has to be some kind of continuity uh, in, in terms of your existence, right? Mm-hmm. So like Muppets, if these guys existed through multiple films... Then maybe that's like where they become Muppets.
0: There was a graphic novel a couple years ago where it was like Return to the Labyrinth. I
1: saw that. I actually really want to get that now.
0: Well, maybe after the podcast.
1: Yeah, we'll do it. Um, there's also a uh, apparently Jim Henson who passed away. Uh, uh, ninety,
0: I think. yeah, ninety ninety
1: one. I remember. I remember. He died from a pneumonia, which uh, always freaked me out. Um, just my great
0: grandmother died of, of pneumonia. And I'm like, that's just a cold. It's just a yeah. It's like a severe. Keep your
1: feet dry. <laughs> Keep your feet dry. Uh, but Henson, I think, was like only maybe fifty, or he was. Yeah, he was. He was in his, his early fifties. Yeah, which
0: is uh, that's kind of scary. I could talk about this all day, just like because he, there were a couple uh, Muppet projects that never came to fruition just because of his uh, death. The one my favorite being, um, it was in pre-production at the time of his death, called the cheapest Muppet movie ever made, and it was. It was a starring vehicle for Gonzo, like, not Muppets from Space. But basically the idea was that Kermit doesn't have time to create a new Muppet movie, so he gives the the budget and everything to Gonzo. Oh, that's brilliant. And it's this really meta film where it's just, got, like, the movie... Like, has all these random moments of, like, huge, intense, beautiful explosions, and then that eats up all the budget, so they have to use, like, the same street corner on some backlog. I want to watch this. This does not exist, though. Well, no, and they tried to revive it with uh, Jason Segel oh, back wow. uh, back yeah. in 2010, I guess, and then from that came the the Muppets.
1: The new iteration. Yeah. yeah. The, new not... <laughs> the new class. The new What was the movie with the new class?
0: X-Men? X-Men, or no, X-Men like first class, Degrassi the next class, Saved by the Bell, the new the class. The new class,
1: that's right. Wow, yeah. there's a lot of classes. There's lots of classes. And
0: Scrubs medical school.
1: What? That Is was it? the
0: ninth season. Uh, the creator wanted to end Scrubs and ABC was like, no, 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 give us season nine. So he tried to kind of uh, subtly make it a spinoff. I did not know that was a thing. It makes watching season nine a lot better. A lot
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, so I think you you uh, had alluded to, uh, or maybe we should just talk about the the plot quickly here. Yeah, and and so I, I, don't, something. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, just generally speaking, I don't know how much the plot even makes sense here. Um, no, it doesn't. It, yeah, well, it's
0: a labyrinth. So every it's the the sets and everything. It's
1: it's already kind of confusing and disorienting. Uh, and I think the plot kind of meanders in the same fashion. Um, the the one thing that I kept trying to draw a parallel to, and I think we we either mentioned this on the podcast or earlier, uh, was The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it seemed like there were a lot of uh, there were a lot of uh, parallels, or a lot of draws from The Wizard of Oz. You had this quest to get to this uh, the, this giant castle uh, that was some place far away with with. Mm-hmm. Meeting lots of strange characters on the way, basically having your party grow bigger and bigger, with every character you meet. Uh, old- and also,
0: the caterpillar, the little worm, is basically Glinda. Oh shit! Because technically, uh, Sarah had the power to go straight oh, to shit. go straight to the 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 castle. Dude, I just thought of that now.
1: Dude, you got to write like a 5 paragraph essay on this yeah, shit.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to log on to crack.com right now and just go to town on this theory.
1: <laughs> but but I, I but actually it actually has some legs, right? This this is making sense. I some... mean, unlike the worm. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it, it, it makes it makes some kind of sense. So, I think like I mean, obviously Hoggle is is this uh, uh, scarecrow character. She's the one or he's the one that she's going to miss most of all. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, although, although Scarecrow wasn't like devious at all, and you know, Hoggle kind of did try to kill her.
0: Uh, well, he he was he he kind of was forced to.
1: He help. was, and ultimately he came around. Yeah, um, but the one thing that it seemed like every you know, the Wizard of Oz people were looking for courage and uh, hearts and brains. It seemed like everyone here was looking for courage. Or was trying to muster up some form of courage because um, they were all they were all in some way afraid
0: hmm And they all wanted friends. Yeah.
1: Which, again, back to... Because Ludo was all, like, friend. Friend. Elliot. I <laughs> I love Ludo. He makes me so happy. Apparently, the character of Ludo, and this is a, a wonderful IMDB fact, which you probably read, too.
0: I, I skimmed, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but they had, like, in one of his horns, they had a camera so they could actually figure out, like... That's right. ...positioning and stuff for Ludo. Because he was... The costume I think was seventy pounds.
0: Mm-hmm. It was originally a hundred, but then Jim Henson said, "What? No!" And then they took off thirty, but still
1: a huge thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that, that's that... like
0: that's like four Tobies.
1: <laughs> um, oh, by the way, uh, speaking of speaking of uh, Tobies, um, the 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 fake prop Toby that they use in the cutaway shot of Bowie uh, throwing the baby into the air. I don't know if you noticed. I don't remember this. that. It's it's in uh the there's the big number. You might remind me of the Babe number. Yeah. They cut away at one point, and it's just Bowie dancing around with his weird, like, back-and-forth 80s dance uh, in his tights, throwing this obvious doll of Toby dressed in like oh, this shirt high into the air and catching it. Um, which, another thing as a kid that, I of course, I latched onto and, uh, and uh, tried to figure out on my old-school, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the old-school TVs that, didn't, the, the, that weren't the uh, HD TVs. Um ray Two tv trying to figure out if it was a, a, a character or if it was a, a real deal those were,
0: the, were those those tvs because i i had some old tvs when i was a kid where like it had so much static electricity on the screen yes. that you could just like wipe your hand and just like hold a bunch of electricity
1: you could like take like a piece of loose leaf paper and just like put it on the tv yeah and, and then, it then you just could shock there. your dog yeah. and then your dog would be like maybe i'll
0: hang out with other people in the family <laughs> yeah i never for a did that while. yeah neither did i <laughs> Actually, okay, want to know something weird that I did as a kid? Okay. So this is, like, probably one of the most, um, like, red flag things that I did as a kid. Uh-oh. I'm good now. Like, don't worry, guys. But um, I would sometimes, like, find millipedes, like, the little... Yeah. Uh, And I would just rip them in half.
1: Okay, I'm going to admit something to you, too. And <laughs> I, I hope that no, like, uh, prospective employers ever find this.
0: I don't think any employer would last 47 minutes into, into this. this.
1: Uh, so when I was a kid, my mom made me so absolutely terrified of bees, um, because uh, like That's I the got the best start of a story ever. I, I got stung like a little bit, and like I got my foot got a little bit inflamed, mm-hmm. and so she was like running around g- getting me Benadryl, you know, putting compresses on my head, putting me in, in different kinds of soaks and baths, and uh, so I remember this one time that uh, I gathered up. God, this, this sounds really bad saying this. I gathered up honeybees from the neighborhood, put them in a Folger's coffee can, and lit them ablaze. Whoa. <laughs> it's the most psycho killer thing I've ever done. <laughs> you better run, run, run. Run away. I couldn't think of the other lyric. Oh, ho. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I just remember specifically for some reason I was across the street in my neighbor's yard, which must have been unusual to begin with. That there was this chubby blonde kid uh, lighting bees. Oh, you used to be blonde. I used to be like yeah, like dirty. Huh. Actually, kind of almost light like blonde. But uh, lighting bees ablaze with rubbing alcohol in a falter scan.
0: That's a great story. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No more employment. Well, before we before we go on to ranking the movie, there's something that's been on my mind, and uh, it's the start of a new segment. So basically, um, with the passing of Robin Williams, uh, a little bit after, there was news of a Jumanji remake, mm. and that's got a lot of people upset. There's also a proposed sequel or reboot of the Space Jam film with LeBron James, and that also has people confused. Some are happy, but... We're going to talk about a potential labyrinth reboot. This is theoretical. This oh, is not I, real I'm news. I'm still getting excited. So we're going to talk about the, what a potential labyrinth reboot could be in a new segment called I Am Reboot.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the theme song for I Am Reboot. Uh, so obviously David Bowie has passed away. Yes. As well as most of the other people that were in Talks to Play, uh, James. James. Ja- Jareth. Jareth. Yes. James. James. J-, Joan- Joan- J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Bobbeth. So, uh, it was, so David Bowie obviously played him, uh, but also Prince and oh, Michael yeah. Jackson were also in Talks yes. to Play him. So the first job in casting this reboot is who would take over the role
1: Yeah, interesting, because it it has, you can't have a Jareth that is not in some way um, glamorous. Like, you need glamour there. Mm -hmm. Or or at least you need um, uh, some kind of, uh, yeah, you need some kind of pizzazz to play him.
0: Um, May I propose? I'd love to hear this. Lady Gaga. (gasps) Oh... Cause unless unless we want to go for a reboot and it's it's more modern, cause that was very 80s music. And yes. if we wanted to get a modern pop star, we might dig for something more like bubblegummy or something. But no, if we wanted Gaga. to kind of stick with the same kind of tone, I think Lady Gaga. Because the, the it could be whoever, uh, whatever gender.
1: Yeah, I think she's the only. Yeah, you're right. Because she's the only one kind of experimental and bizarre enough. I mean, Bowie was just like mm-hmm. this fairly inaccessible uh, a lot, you know, a lot of times his early stuff, I don't know if you ever listened to it, but it takes a while to get into it. He was pretty experimental. He was uh, out there. Gaga's perfect. I love it. I love it. I could actually see her like in crazy costumes. I'm just imagining yeah. huge shoulder pads. Well, honestly,
0: I mean, I didn't watch any of American Horror Story Hotel, but my understanding is that again she was very kind of convincing in this kind of just menacing uh scream queen kind of role and i think there are children involved in that season that she's like mind controlling children in some like hive mind type scenario Ooh. as gaga does
1: as gaga does i mean that's what she does
0: yeah so i i i definitely i'm very happy that, i like it that we came to that
1: yeah i i'm not gonna even propose anyone else because i think that's uh i think we have to get her mm-hmm. are we doing this
0: yeah, we're gonna do this right nice. after this. I'm gonna call her lawyer, and she's gonna—they're gonna say, "Who are you?" I to be like, "Oh, Ross Wiseman from Kidflix," and they're gonna be like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: just, just sign here."
0: Yeah, but then in terms of casting Sarah, so again, a lot of big people auditioned for her. Obviously, before they were big, yeah. Jane Krakowski. Um, who else? I re- I had it.
1: One of the people from the Breakfast Club. Um, Molly Ringwald. The other one. Who was the, the more the goth one for the Oh sure, one. yeah. Ali it was Ali Sheedy. Is that her name?
0: Um, uh, yes, Ali Sheedy. Also, uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh uh, yeah, Marissa Tomei, and uh, two that I think would have been very interesting: Sarah Jessica Parker or Laura Dern. Yeah, no. Laura no, Dern. Laura Dern rules, though. Yeah,
1: no, no, no absolutely. Laura, it, it definitely not Sarah Jessica Parker. No. Um,
0: I, Dear Diary, I can't believe I'm in this little hour. In. Do, 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 do.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm trying to think. I, I You know it would be interesting? If, if, you're, if you're switching genders on Jareth, mm-hmm. maybe we switch genders on Sarah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I can't think of that many kind of young child actresses off the top of my head. The one that came to mind was maybe Elle Fanning.
1: Yeah, that's Dakota's uh, sister, right? Yeah,
0: Dakota's sister. She was in. She was great in Super Eight.
1: Oh yeah, that, so that was like. You know what? Let's do it. Boom. Let's guess her. You know what? Girl I, power. I don't think I know any child actors that I can think of. That's so okay. I'm just going. I'm
0: trying. I'm trying to think of like boy actor because I am curious about if we did if it was a complete swap. Um.
1: So let's let's go with like anybody any young actors, not necessarily child actors. Yeah. So let's go like below twenty five or something.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I think she looked she- Jennifer Connelly looked a little above fifteen. Like she she looked like a teenager, but she could have been a little bit older, a little bit younger, and I don't think it would have been a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I, I for some reason I like I I, I I in my mind it has to be somebody with like dark hair. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I one of the things in the movie that. Kept coming up. It's a lot of times when you saw Jennifer Connelly's character, there were like ravens or crows in the background. There were. Yeah, and it was just that kind of like jet black hair and that. um, I don't know why this keeps coming up, but this maybe it's just because I've been listening to her stuff all the time, and she's not even an actress. Okay. But like a younger Lana Del Rey. Hmm. Kind of, kind of this brooding, uh, more tortured version of of sarah um maybe because i mean because the whole uh, this
0: movie is about kind of like uncertainty and change and stuff and jennifer connelly did a great job but i think there could have been more she she could have brought more kind of uh gravitas and like there could have been kind of more dread like she was very certain because she was like all shakespearean throughout the movie yes
1: yeah she was that's this so it's it's Somebody could play with that uncertainty, like even that the, the last line that Connelly delivers, uh, or one of the last lines, which is "I have to do this by myself," before she bar- uh, uh, battles uh, Jareth with with poetry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The poetry battle at the end. Um, she uh, like it's not convincing to me. It's like why? you know.
0: Well, and I and w- when we rate this, we can definitely talk about it more. But it's definitely just there's some part the f- there's some parts of the plot. And acting, and like you you mentioned a little while ago, that it just kind of is sporadic.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, listen, I'll I'll take uh, l- let's go with let's go with the uh, uh, the Fanning uh, kid. Yeah, let's go with the Fanning kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't think of a single like boy child actor because the first and only name that's popping into my head is Haley Joel Osment, and he's old.
1: <laughs> he's I think he's older than you, dude.
0: <laughs> he is older than yeah. me. Yeah.
1: Um. So who else? Who else are there? Because the main other main characters like puppets
0: yeah i think the puppets are all good it's, it's like mystery science theater 3000 like the puppets they're there forever but,
1: yep you just changed the voice actor maybe yeah um so if you had to do one for hoggle just out of curiosity voice actor wise uh,
0: um david tennant
1: oh yes
0: should i be a casting director because i'm feeling great right now. you're doing pretty good you're doing <laughs> three give, for three i
1: give you like a Four and a half out of uh, five. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would work. That would work. What about an American? Uh, uh, I actually can't think of an American who would play him. Oh, I I, I actually have one. Okay, no. uh, it's 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 a, another improv fellow. Uh, his name is Paul F. Tompkins. Interesting. Um, Cause I just with his voices, I feel like. And his lovability, which everyone thinks Paul F. Tompkins is lovable. Oh, yeah. I feel like he could pull it off.
0: I, I think you're right with that. Because, I, like, I mean, especially since now we have an American in the uh, Goblin King role. I think yeah. kind of that changes how the puppets are.
1: But I would like to see – I want like to see – just as a quick aside. I want to see Paul F. Tompkins in everything. Like, oh, like I don't want there to course. be one role where he's not playing it.
0: I want him to make his own uh, Norbit-style film where he <laughs> plays four to five different characters, different races, and everybody's like, mm, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. Um, and then uh, in that case, and I keep scrolling to look at his name because it's a very unmemorable name, Didmus. Yes. I think he would then, if we're going with this whole, uh, we're changing kind of the nationality, I think he has to be kind of like a cowboy oh. instead of... Uh, this kind of Zorro yeah. vigilante.
1: Yeah, I I kind of pictured him as... Who was the guy who uh, uh, battled the, the fake windmills? Um, the Spanish... Fake windmills? Uh, yeah, there was Don a, Quixote? Don Quixote. For some reason, Didymus always reminded me of, of, of that character. Yeah, I got that vibe. Like, he was kind of cl- like uh, uh, delusional about a lot. Um, I don't know why, but you, you said cowboy. I, I can see that. I think that makes sense, if you're Americanizing it. Uh, for some reason, I want Martin Short to play Didymus. I don't know why. Oh, I, just, I like that. It's just high energy, uh, confused, non-self-aware, uh, but brilliant. Yeah. I can see it.
0: We're both we're both we're both tied now in the in the casting game. But now, the Uh-oh. big bear, Ludo, who plays Ludo. I will say I know this is a bad idea, but the first thought that popped in my head was Brad Garrett. Just oh. in terms of, like, a, a soulful, deep voice. Deep voice.
1: But I, I don't want that. No. I don't know why I don't want that.
0: But I, I understand why you don't want it. I don't want it either. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> if, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, you've listened for nearly an hour to see if anybody mentioned you.
1: Um, so yeah, Ludo needs somebody who can play this, this sense of being childish, uh, but also being strong. Um...
0: Do we just get Vin Diesel?
1: Let's just get Vin Diesel. It's easy.
0: He's Groot. He is and Groot. And he's Ludo.
1: Yeah. Great. And all those movies make a ton of money.
0: That's true. So, yeah. And now can Ludo can that. drive a car. <laughs> and that's how we play I Am Reboot. I oh, Am yeah. Groot. Reboot. Reboot. <laughs> Oh, I just made that this afternoon, and I'm never going to get tired of that. So anyway, Adam, uh, so now we're going to move in to the last part of our podcast, which is where we do the actual ranking. So yes. for those of you who haven't listened before or somehow have somehow stuck, stuck along for an hour, uh, how this works is that we read this on four different criteria. So audience respect. Was this pandering or was this more you're an audience, we're going to give you a movie, doesn't matter who you are. And then plot, acting, and humor. Those three are always a lot yeah. easier. And then uh, it's a scale of one to five. If it's especially heinous, you can rate it zero. Uh, and then decimals of any kind. So Adam, we'll start off uh, with you. What do you think of audience respect?
1: So uh, this movie, I, I, I can't imagine that there was any producer out there or any studio executive who, who read this plot And, uh, you know, you have David Bowie, a a rock star, um, at the middle of a labyrinth with talking Muppets. And and, uh, this is, I I can't see this as pandering at all, personally. Mm -hmm. I don't think it panders. Um, Kid movies weren't like this beforehand. They really weren't like this much afterwards. Only one that I can think of is a movie called Return to Oz. Oh, Which, my goodness. Have you ever seen that?
0: I've seen bits and pieces, but the, the pumpkin head character yeah. really gives me the willies. It's a
1: bizarre movie. And that's like that's the only other like kind of bizarre, non-pandering other kids' movie from the 80s that I could think of. Um, so, you know, there were, I guess, some aspects of audience pandering here. I mean, you had uh, David Bowie, who, again, is a big name uh, as one of the main roles. Mm-hmm. Um, Which the three people try to see just because of that. Jim Henson was incredibly popular at that time, but I guess popularity isn't synonymous with pandering.
0: Yeah, because I mean, also this isn't this. This is definitely this. uh, Like he did one for them, and this was one for him. Yeah, yeah. This was because he was devastated when it uh, didn't really get as wide of a uh, appraisal
1: as he thought
0: it was going to get.
1: Um, So, if we're doing this on uh, uh, is, is is five good or bad? Five is great. Five is great? Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is four and a half. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go pretty high with this. Yeah. I, I don't, I, this, is, this is not one of those, uh, and listen, it's not even, it, it's, it's. I had trouble even saying this is a kid's movie. Um, in a lot of aspects, it is. Uh, again, it's, it has fairy tale elements to it. There are uh, puppets. There are these fantastic elements. It, one of the main characters is pretty much a kid. Uh, two of the main characters are pretty much kids. Um, but there's some adult. Would stuff you call that...
0: Toby a main character?
1: Yeah, he's an ancillary character, I guess.
0: He's one that you're like, oh yeah, that's what this movie's about. <laughs> yeah, his his cry is so loud because she's like a mile from the castle, and you can still hear, hear it. He rates.
1: I think it's some kind of weird as, bo- Bowie magic.
0: As a as a as a father with a baby, like is that does that ring true that you can hear that wail from?
1: You can identify your own child's wailing, much like the songs of the humpback uh, from from uh, 50 miles away in the cold, cold Arctic Ocean. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that, um, I think four and a half is, is where I'm going to settle out on this one.
0: Yeah, And you know what? I'm right up there with you. I also am giving it a four and a half. I, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what, like, perfection is yeah. for this category, and I'm wary to give that to this, but a lot, I I mean, this is the eighth movie that I reviewed on this podcast. So I'm still new to kind of looking at kids' movies, but I can definitely tell when I feel that this movie works for me, but isn't for me, you know? Yeah. And I definitely did not kind of get that feeling of just kind of trailing off. Like it wasn't, so we've, we watched Inspector Gadget a couple weeks ago and that movie is not for... Pa- well, it kind of is because there's a lot of weird sex stuff in it. Was there? Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't rewatch it because it's a waste of your time. Yeah. But, you know what? Listen to the podcast, bullet. Um, but this movie, I I didn't really feel myself compelled to, like, look at my phone for a while because I was like, this is just so... Just, hey, we gotta go here and, like, very... Just come along with us. It didn't feel like Dora the Explorer. Yes. Uh,
1: the other thing was there, I mean, there were some... Uh Themes in here that you probably wouldn't want to cut from a typical kids movie. Uh, Hoggle's taking a leak at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, Are
0: I you, was like, is this an adult
1: puppet movie? Yeah, but I mean, they showed male, not explicit. I see the stream. You saw the stream. So you saw the stream, and the rest is implied. Yeah. As the old saying goes.
0: And they kill fairies <laughs> with kills a nail gun, presumably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's audience respect. What did you think of the plot?
1: Yeah, I think I think. Uh, the plot is probably the weak point of Agreed. the movie. Agreed. Um, listen, it's not horrendous, I mean, there, there obviously is a plot, but really, uh, the way they did it was, they said, okay, here's point A, here's point B, get there. And and that's your plot, with, with some character development, you know, she mm-hmm. goes from being a uh, uh, kind of bratty to being a hero. Um, yeah, so plot's weaker. It's not horrible. It's serviceable. It's not like a, uh, it's not the plot of Transformers, uh, uh, the the first night or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, yeah. Is... None of no. I mean, no plot
0: can be that good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say plot's like a two and a half. Two and a half.
0: I mean, that's right in the middle. Yeah. Are you actually writing these down? I am. I uh, I don't know if anybody listening realizes this, but I have like an Excel spreadsheet where I calculate the average every oh, single that's awesome. time. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's the now uh, I can say on LinkedIn that I'm Excel proficient. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to give the plot the same score that I gave to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because I th- this movie reminds me a lot in terms of plot structure of what that movie is. Like you know where it starts and where it ends, but then there's there it's almost like sketches in the middle. Like yeah. It's there there's a forward force on it, but it definitely it's more these characters and who they are and to each other rather than where the plot is going. Like, I forgot a couple times that Toby was the goal in that. Um, so, uh, I'm giving it a three point four. Oh, cool. Because I mean, it's still it's still good. I mean, because it's all and also I obviously have a couple more movies uh, that I'm to looking at under my be- to, Under my yeah. belt, and some of these are very uh, very bad.
1: I like listen it it, it is it is kind of like improv should be good improv it's incredibly relationship focused I was thinking that I yeah. when I
0: when I was figuring out my score cuz it definitely is like the, we know where we have to go It's a, it's a Christopher Guest film
1: It is You know what can I may I do something that's a little bit uh uh unorthodox Unorthodox? And sure Possibly even a uh, could be considered heresy. Okay, I would like to add point five to my score. Whoa, even three! I would like to make it an even three. You got it. Wow. Listen, dude, I just—I'm I, I, well, the first person to
0: do that. I think you are. That's cool. But you know what? That shows that you—that you are—you that are, you are good at realizing when you—you you have been swayed. Yes, and you, you are, are persuasive. You were a true moderate.
1: I am a modern man as well. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah,
0: whatever. It Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, next category. How did you think the acting was?
1: Ooh, um. So, so Bowie did as good as you can expect Bowie to do. Mm-hmm. Um, most of Bowie's stuff was uh, giving these kind of evil, menacing looks, uh, swaying around or singing. But but when he actually had to uh, had to act, I mean. He delivered it. It's what it's supposed to be. It's this. It's this kind of weird supernatural, uh, very uh, theatrical performance. Mm-hmm. So I was okay with Bowie's performance. The Muppets were incredible. Oh the, yeah. The, or the, I should call them Muppets, but the the puppeteering the, the those, I know those actors were insanely good. Even like stuff we didn't touch on, like these like small little subplots, Christopher Guest mm-hmm. type of. Uh, uh,
0: and like the big hitters worked on this movie, so uh, Steve Whitmire, who's the who currently uh, is uh, in charge of Kermit and Fozzie, and I think either Statler or Waldorf. Um, you have Kevin Clash, who played uh, Elmo for years and years and years. Frank Oz. Frank Oz. Uh, Dave Gros, I believe the guy that voices that uh, uh, performs
1: uh, Gonzo. Okay, and then uh, uh, Henson's son, um, Brian. Yeah, who did uh, Hoggle. He did. Um, so, my hope is that their incredible, incredible voice acting kind of overshadows the fact that Jennifer Connelly uh, was still very green. I think when she did this,
0: this was her fourth movie ever. I looked it up. Okay, I mean, maybe
1: she wasn't very green. Maybe I mean this
0: was definitely, I think, her big break. Big, big if I if I'm correct in saying that
1: um so i mean she was again she, it was serviceable her acting but there was a lot of overacting going on mm-hmm. some of it was the writing though um some of some of the lines that she had to deliver were like these kind of silly lines um but still because of her she drags it down a little bit i'm gonna say Three and a half.
0: Three and a half. that's that's respect i don't know why i keep commenting and being like that's very respectable um I'm am going a little bit higher than you, I'm giving it I think a four point one. Ooh, so I think, yeah I I agree with what you said about Jennifer Connelly. I think she did she did fine, but in the grand scheme of the movie, I mean besides Toby that fucking hack, <laughs> uh, like she she I think was the very new to acting still and uh, yeah some of the dialogue didn't help. But I mean, uh yeah she there were a lot of Parts where I was not really swayed by her, but um, I mean, I'm. You can ask people that I know. I'm one of the biggest uh, Muppet fans. Like I, uh, I do impressions of most of them at oh, this cool. point. Oh, it's very fun. <laughs> I'm single. Um, <laughs> so Ross, <laughs> do Gonzo, uh, and then there's just a big puff of smoke where there, where her body is. <laughs> um, but I mean, the, the I I have always appreciated. Kind of puppetry so much, like it's it's a beautiful art form. And it's beautiful. And I I had never seen this film, and like seeing a different side of Muppet performance. It still was very uh, Muppety and goofy, but it, it it was also really different in just kind of what they were selling as uh, puppets than yeah. usual. Yeah, yeah. I thought David more Bowie did great.
1: We're serious. Yeah, I like Bowie.
0: Yeah, I think uh, in terms of like. Did he ever host SNL? Oh, that's a good
1: question. He may have done like a host slash musical guest.
0: Because mm. um, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm sure he's been a musical guest. But I mean, if he never hosted that, that sucks.
1: I know he's he, I mean, he's had other acting roles for sure. I know he played Andy Warhol in a movie.
0: Yeah, and he played himself in Zoolander. In Zoolander, yeah. Before shame. I didn't know who he was and uh, before, yeah, before I knew who he was. So I was like, who is this? Who is this dude? Who is this older man?
1: You know what the cool thing is about uh, Bowie? You know, he, he passed away and a lot of times when, when obviously. A lot of times when. when what? I, no. Princess Diana's dead? No. <laughs> I used to uh, go around. To uh, food stores. Uh, this is, like, ten years after Princess Diana died. <clears throat> and I'd be walking along... Uh, so I was eight years so old. So you're eight. <laughs> I, was, I was walking along, like, the aisles, and like it would say, like, Princess Diana, ten years after her death. And I'd be like, Princess Diana's died? And uh, I was just horribly obnoxious. Oh, my do,
0: do you remember that? I think it was Time or People magazine, did, like, aged up a photo of Princess Diana. Like, if she... Like, oh, no. Because it was... It was well, on what was supposed to be her fiftieth birthday, it was like a special, like what might have been, and it was so weird.
1: Yeah, I when when they do that and they try to like uh, uh, do stuff with dead people, like animate them or or do anything hologram. Yeah,
0: I don't know, guys. I think that Princess Diana hologram. <laughs>
1: I just I leave leave let the dead be um, well, except for Bowie. And my my point my, my point yeah, with sure. Bowie was this. Um he was such a big figure and he he was this this um really this icon where seeing him didn't make me sad. Because typically when I see actors who just died, like Heath Ledger, I still can't watch a Heath Ledger uh, uh, anything without like just being sad. Mm-hmm. But soon Bowie, it was just like a celebration. I, 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 I that's kind well, of a weird.
0: Well, he was just such a showman and everything he did, and he, he, was, he was just, he was a true artist. And like, not saying Heath Ledger wasn't, but it's just, like, it, it, David Bowie was an icon to the extent that Michael Jackson like, when a song comes on, your first thought isn't, oh, my God, I can't believe it's been this long since yes, he died. It's, yes. wow, like, Bad is still a really good song. Awesome, yeah.
1: So I I, so I th- thought that was uh, that kind of spoke to Bowie in this.
0: Yeah. And then finally, uh, let's talk about the humor in this film. Because hmm. it, it's not I, – I haven't been able to tackle this category or kind of amend it for movies like this, where it isn't necessarily – a comedy like I yeah. I made this kind of criteria just because most kids movies are just like I based this a lot off of the trailer for the second Hoodwinked film just like I never saw the I never saw either
1: I don't even know what a Hoodwinked film is You don't have to a too <laughs> old I think
0: Not even the animation is hurts my eyes Oh but I mean yeah this movie isn't necessarily funny like you you wouldn't describe this as a comedy necessarily but there definitely were moments of levity in this
1: Yeah and and uh, I'm, going to, I'm kind of viewing this in a slightly different way. Sure. If you look at the way that the, 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 the characters, uh, even though they weren't like ha funny, they were so bizarre and so out there that it added this whimsical element to it um, that I almost equate in a weird way to comedy.
0: I, I mean, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, I
1: mean, Hoggle was a comedic character. Uh, Ludo was a comedic character Sir Didymus was absolutely a comedic character
0: I'm very impressed that you remembered his name I still cannot yeah, remember I, I wrote name. it down
1: in my, my <laughs> 25 pages of uh, notes that I took um, so you know I'm going to just say this and this is going to be kind yeah. of screwy I'm going to say comedy's a five in this um, not haha funny but you know what whatever this movie is selling in terms of comedy it's the stuff I like um, when that worm just says come on and meet the missus that alone gives me a four point five of the five stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes me very happy. Yeah.
0: Well, that's you make good points, and oh my god, I forgot what I was gonna say. I was thinking of a funny moment that I really liked. Well, it's gone. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna put it at a. Oh, okay. Here's what it was the 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 smelly uh, Bog of eternal stench. The bog of eternal stench. Thank you. That I wrote this down. That it was one of the only times that I've like seen farts in a movie, and I'm like, this is this like works, and it's not, like obviously it's there for comedic effect and to be like, hey kids, farts. But at the same time, it doesn't feel that cheap.
1: Yeah. Yes. And even the, it, it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't cheapen it. Even the part where because also running... all the
0: actor, all the all the characters are taking it dead serious. Yeah. Which helps. That's
1: it. Um, when when the uh the 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 dog's running over the stones and it, each stone makes a farting noise, I was like, "This is great!" It was fantastic. Yeah.
0: That being said, like I mean, there weren't there I yeah there weren't too many like haha correct moments in this film. Um. Yeah, I definitely I chuckled, I smiled a lot, and I think it's partly just because just. Jim Henson, just with his work, just even if it's not funny, even if it's, like, not that good, there's still just... These characters are so... Um, Heart- heartfelt. Heartfelt and so genuine, and it just really kind of puts me in a good place. So, you know what? I'm making it official. Humor, this category, can also just kind of stand for general feel, feel feelings of joy, and... Yeah. Yeah. Because you're right. It, this isn't... a f- a funny movie, but the these feelings that I felt of just like heartfelt and genuineness are real. And you know what? I've never, I've never done this oh. uh, in this category. I'm giving this category a five as well. Get
1: out! That's awesome. That Ooh, makes me it felt happy. so good. You know what? It, it, when you were when you were actually saying the the heartfelt part, the, it, sometimes humor um, and and whatever this is, whatever the, this movie is, which is this. Uh, heartfelt, like, innocent, uh, whimsy, uh, it fills the same void in you. Um, yeah. And and it, it kind of fills... If anything,
0: it sticks with you longer than... A, like, a funny character joke or something, That that's good for a bit, and it can add a little bit of lightness to the end of a dark scene, but just seeing these heartfelt characters, and I'm sorry to cut you off, I'll let you no, finish, no, obviously, please. but that that helps and kind of... It makes a film memorable.
1: Yeah. So how, how is this uh, Is that the last category
0: Yeah that was the last category And we have a very A very good score uh, Right uh, I don't know the ranking Off the top of my head But Labyrinth gets 4.1 hey. three Out of 5
1: I, I'm gonna give that A little mini uh, yeah. golf clap I think it deserves it
0: So in the In the context of the podcast um, That's just It's point, uh, .02 points uh, Lower than last week's Chicken run and still, uh, it hasn't beaten our highest-ranked movie, which is The Incredibles at four point five.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think it's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, Incredibles is, is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from a nostalgia standpoint, though, uh, I, I this movie means so much to me. Yeah, so
0: I, how many How many times have you se- would you say you've seen this movie?
1: So this in this is probably the second the movie that I watched the second most of anything. But I hadn't watched it for like ten years. But I probably seen this movie fifteen times, maybe. Wow. Uh, the movie I watch the most of is not a kids' movie, but it's Clue, the nineteen eighty five. That's a great movie. One of my favorite films. And, and you
0: wa- Do you watch all the alternate endings? Of course. Yeah, you have
1: to watch it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this is. Uh, I just think this movie is is awesome. It's uh, it's it's again heartfelt. Uh, it doesn't have this sad ending. You you get you, you're done it, and you feel like. You 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 have not been on an emotional roller coaster. Like, if mm-hmm. I were super depressed, uh, I would put this movie on.
0: And, yeah. Well, uh, and, I mean, it's also happy. it's also just a movie about a journey, and it's it's very the plot's simple in that you you don't have to think so much about the plot about like oh how are they going to get here? So it's not it's not a complex thing where it's like this happens but this so this because I know that's that's kind of the the. Way to do uh, screenwriting or something, but because it, the plot is kind of simple, that they just have to go, and stuff happens along the way. You really do just feel for these characters and kind of get a very kind of in depth uh, look into them. Yeah,
1: I have two more things to bring up briefly, of course, if I may. Of course, I, I don't want to hijack your uh, your your your, uh, your podcast. Nah. Uh One is uh, Hoggle. The costume. Did you hear the story about what happened? Yes. So, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, after they did this movie, the, the puppet for uh, costume for Hoggle um, went missing, and years later it showed up as an unclaimed in an unclaimed baggage at an airport. Um, and I don't know if you pulled the picture of it, Ross. I didn't. Uh, it's it's the stuff of nightmares. So the 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 plastic that they used uh, for the mask. Uh, or the latex they used, decayed over time. Oh no! So Hoggle looks like some kind of walking like it's a monstrosity. What Hoggle <laughs> turned into, um, and it, it's something really it, 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 it just made me so sad that Hoggle uh, Hoggle had turned into this. So much so that like if there were a GoFundMe to get Hoggle looking oh as, god yeah it's horrendous right
0: oh yeah I didn't like that at all. Guys, Google that at your own expense. <laughs>
1: I would contribute to a GoFundMe to get Hoggle back to where Hoggle should be. Um,
0: yeah, I, I'd be in support of that.
1: Uh, but overall, one thing about the movie, because again, it, sure. it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. Um, th- there's a video game, which I'm sure you know, of Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. And Grand Theft Auto, um, it, it always gets very, very, very high scores, like near-perfect scores. Um, but if you, if you look at the game, uh, if you look, if break the game down into its separate components... None of the components are really like amazing, you know. The driving's a little bit wonky. The uh, the shooting gameplay is not the best that's out there right. or anything else. Um, the plot's convoluted, uh, but it's it's always just because it's done with such love and such uh, finesse. It's always so much greater than the sum of its parts, and and I think that labyrinth is just like that too. The individual parts aren't necessarily always the best of class it's aged a little bit but you can tell that this movie was made with like insane passion and love yeah uh, this is, just... this
0: is not just a studio film this isn't despicable me three yeah not not just the third I haven't seen them but I don't think I've seen any of them I saw the first and I was like this is fine yeah
1: yeah but um yeah I so I, I love it and I uh, I urge people to watch it yeah uh, and watch it sober, because this is the kind of movie that might be fun watching not sober too. Yeah, I think first viewing. I think
0: first viewing. If you want, have have a glass of wine. A hey,
1: uh, maybe a pinot. A pinot.
0: Yeah. You know what I tried today? I, I was at uh, I was at work, and um, there, this like food expert went came from like a food expo, and she had wine grape raisins.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. They're
0: brand new. I don't know if they're out yet, but. It's good. It's got like a crunch to it because the seed's still inside, and it's it's better than any raisin I've oh, ever had. Oh, awesome. that's like, I would definitely put it in my salads.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, and that's that's Ross's and that's highest. Labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Labyrinth is. Labyrinth is a wine grape.
0: Wine grape raisin. Wine grape raisin. Wine grape raisin.
1: Which is the name of my new improv team. Wine grape raisin.
0: Ah, love it.
1: Uh, yeah. So I, I highly urge watching it. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts? I mean, you kind of gave them, but I always like to ask that just in case there's one thing that popped in your mind that you forgot.
1: Uh, you know, I, I I don't think so. I think this is a uh, I think this is a, a movie that is timeless in a lot of respects, um, and it's certainly a movie that I will be introducing to my daughter someday. Aww. So bring it back to uh, my daughter, and that's my final thought.
0: It's all about you. It's uh. <laughs> Actually, the one thing, I just—I was looking at my notes, and very small thing. So, at the end, like, with the final battle, um, Ludo, like, uses his, his hypnosis powers and crushes a goblin with a boulder. Yeah. And when the goblin gets crushed, it yells,
1: hey, no problem!
0: <laughs> Which I didn't understand why.
1: And if you notice, that goblin is crushed.
0: Yeah, oh. Yeah. Flat as a pancake. Flat as
1: a pancake.
0: But yeah, he... It was just some weird thing where he was like, "Thank you. <laughs> now I don't have to fight anymore. This is his, uh, like left foot or something. Yeah. Two left feet. I don't know what I was trying to say with that. I wasn't in Vietnam, guys. But anyway, uh, Adam, thank you so much. Yeah, this was awesome, comment. man. Thank you so much for introducing me to this film. I'm definitely gonna watch it a couple more times. Maybe I'll try it with that glass of wine. Yeah, there's
1: yeah. a nice crispino, I think yeah. is uh, is what you want to do. So I'll go with it.
0: Gre yeah. or Noir.
1: Ooh, uh. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Pinot Grigio. Um, good man. Uh, I know nothing about wine, uh, but I, <laughs> it's I, good. I know
0: it's tasty. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't like red wine because it's it's so dry, and also like that it'll stain your teeth.
1: Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, I went to Napa last summer. Ooh, yeah, uh, and um, I kind of like uh, God. This is gonna sound so pretentious. I fell in love with Pinot Grigio all over again. <clears throat> <laughs> it's really tasty. It is yeah. tasty. It's great. I got drunk and had Uber people drive me around. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, I'm such a douche. Um great. But yeah, thank Ross. Thanks so much for having yeah,
0: me. Yeah. Um, was... Is there anything that uh, you would like to plug? I know you have uh, Kilimanjaro.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's it. I'm in my... Uh, yeah. The, uh,
0: this episode uh, will be out on uh, July 10th if there, if you have an upcoming show.
1: I don't know that we have anything scheduled for for uh, July. Um but Taking a month off for yeah. the country. I get it. But, but uh, definitely, if, if, if you hear Kilimanjaro, check us out. We have a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, you're on
0: Facebook at Kilimanjaro Improv, I assume. I,
1: I have no idea. Uh, but let's say yes.
0: Yeah, we'll say yes. Let's say
1: yes. And then the, my fellow teammates, uh, if this episode blows up and becomes incredibly popular, will be very upset with Ooh. me. Um, but uh, the only other thing I want to say is uh, thanks for having me. It was good to have somebody as passionate about uh, uh, and able to dissect a film
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's... Uh, well. That's what I like to do. Yeah. Because I have a lot of free time on my hands. Uh, As always, you can find me on Twitter at Mister Wiseman, M-I-S-T-E-R-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. And uh, follow KidFlix. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at KidFlixPod. And if you have a suggestion or a recommendation or you have a comment about the show, use any of those social media ports or email us at KidFlixPod at gmail.com. Huh. Yeah. You did it? I just got peak podcaster. Like, I my head uh, starts spinning <laughs> from all the plugs.
1: Dude, you're like a master at this. Now. Oh, thank you so yeah. much.
0: I'm going to, I'll put that at the beginning. So that's people that's are like, oh, idea. this is good. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so that, th- yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll end it here. This is actually the longest podcast we've had so hey, far. We had fun. Yeah, we had a lot yeah. of fun. Guys, listen to this. It's like a party. So put this on in the car and you'll be like, wow. <laughs> it's like I'm part of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's all for us at Kiplex. Uh Remember to subscribe uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, go, go, gadget, and show.